episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I am always amazed by how excited I get whenever I know it's time for me to hang out with you guys. I'm serious. Every time I sit down to record an episode of the podcast, I honestly really get excited because I know that I'm going to talk to friends. Now, I don't know what it is about you, but you guys are so much fun to be around. And so recording this podcast is literally one of the highlights of my week. I just love the time that you and I get to spend with each other each week. So thank you guys for being so awesome. Now, for those of you who heard last week's episode of the podcast, how many of you were able to keep the promise we made to each other to forgive and not to hold on to grudges and resentments? Well, I'm happy to say that so far, so good. I've been able to keep my promise to forgive and not hold a grudge. And it hasn't been easy because as we know in life, things happen. There have been some things that kind of like made me annoyed or frustrated, but I have been able to keep my promise to you guys and not hold on to a grudge. Just let it go and be like, you know, no big deal, whatever. I must admit that I have been a lot happier, a lot more relaxed, and I'm looking forward to not just a year of forgiveness, but a lifetime full of forgiveness. Now, for those of you who did not hear last week's episode of the podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to it so that you can discover how holding a grudge affects your life and your relationships. So go check it out. Last week's podcast episode was called Crying For You, and it's episode 6 of season 2. So go check it out to see what we're talking about. This week, my daughters finally went back to school from their winter break. Now, usually I'm extremely happy to see them get back because when kids are out of school, it can be kind of difficult. Now, for all you parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. First, you have to worry about who's going to watch your kid if you don't have that already set up. And if you do have it set up, then you have to figure out transportation. Of course, they eat way more They at home doing breaks than they do when they're at school. And, you know, if they're small kids, it's probably not a big deal. But when they get older and they, you buy food for the week and you have to go back to the store two days later because they ate it all, yeah, that's a problem. So, typically, I'm excited for them to go back to school. I'm just like, yes, this is amazing. But this year, for some reason, it's a lot different. I kind of enjoyed having them at home. I mean, it wasn't that difficult. They are older now. So when they, they can stay home with my stepson, Micah, he's in his 20s, so he can watch them. So that's a plus. He can watch his sisters, which keeps me from having to transport them to and from a babysitter or finding something to watch them. They're also older. Their ages range between 9 to 12. So it's like they're kind of watching themselves with supervision. That's what I like to call it. In addition to that... They are less maintenance. They prefer to do their own thing. Sometimes they're on their tablets. Sometimes on a um, laptop. Or whatever they're doing is something that's approved by my husband and I for net, internet use. But it's a lot easier and it's more fun when they're home. Because they're at that age where their personalities are coming out. And my kids are fun little kids. Alright, they're not kids anymore. They're more like tweens. Because I have a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, and a 9-year-old. But they're so much fun. Things that they say, things that they do. And I think another thing that helped out this time, I actually had leave time available. So I got a chance to spend a lot of time with them. So for the past couple of weeks, on and off, I have been home spending time with the kids during this winter break. And it has been amazing. We've talked, watched TV together, we did some fun things. And it just makes me realize that my babies are getting older. 
and I want to spend more time with them. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this is because I want to do more with my kids. And it's kind of hard for me to do because even though I'm married, I work a 9-to-5 job as a rehabilitation counselor. I'm married, which does help when it comes to the girls, but then not a lot because of the fact that my job is a little more flexible. So I can take care of them more if they need to be picked up from school or something. More so than my husband because his job is not as flexible as mine. But I kind of want to spend more time with them outside of the day-to-day routine. I mean, it's easy to say, well, I spend time with my kids, help them with homework, I feed them, pick them up from school, or pick them up from after-school care. But that's not the same as spending time with them. We're just doing what parents do, which is take care of our kids. So this year, one of my goals or one of my lifestyle changes, as I like to call it, because remember, guys, I don't do resolutions. So one of my lifestyle changes this year is to make it a priority to spend time with my kids. So what I want to try to do maybe is once a month or, yeah, once or twice a once a month i'll do like a girl's day and on that girl's day we'll do something together whether it's um going out to eat or doing our nails i don't know we're just going to do something together so i've compiled a list of some things that i want to do with them um here's just a couple of things i think i want to do i want to take them out to eat i want to take them to the movies i want to take them ice skating because that was fun the last time we went i want to do roller skating but i don't know how to roller skate Okay, I don't know how to ice skate either, but they have like these little canes or whatever. I think they have it for roller skating too. So yeah, I want to take them ice skating, roller skating, bowling. And of course, I already mentioned I want to take them out to eat and take them to the movies. But aside from this, I'm not sure what other fun things to do with them. So what are some other things that you think I should do with my kids? I think that many of you are either parents or grandparents, aunts, uncles, or you could be in your early 20s. I know that you guys have experience with kids or you've been around kids or you may be a kid yourself. So you would know exactly what would be fun for kids in this age group to do. Now, I don't know, but what I do know is that you guys have great ideas. So please, please, please help me come up with a list of things that I can do with my kids. At least three things that you would suggest that you think would be fun for me to do with my daughters. Now remember, their ages are 12, 11, and 9. Any ideas or suggestions that you have for me will be greatly appreciated. So just go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and message me some of your suggestions. I can't wait to hear from you. And thanks in advance. Appreciate it. In today's episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about settling for less in your relationship. Now, I am not talking about settling down or anything like that, but what I am talking about is either overlooking what we need in our relationships because we feel as if we will never get it or accepting things that we do not feel right about in our relationships because we feel as if things will never get better. Regardless of the reason why we are settling for less in our relationships, the truth is that we are settling for something that is not bringing us happiness, peace, or joy. Now, sometimes people get settling for less confused with compromising, but there is a huge difference between the two. Now, compromising in a relationship means that both individuals figure out a way to get what they need or desire, 
without the other person having to suffer or without having it negatively affecting the other person or overlooking the partner's needs or desires. Now, in a compromise, the important thing to remember, which is what I always remember, is that both sides wins. Yeah, that's what happened in a compromise. It cannot be a true compromise if one person wins and the other person loses. No, that does not work. A compromise is only a compromise if both sides wins. So, however, sometimes people see... When they settle for less, sometimes people think that they are compromising. But that's not true because when people settle for less in their relationships, no one truly wins. The person who thinks they win do not win because the other person is mad at them and they're building resentment. So nobody wins. It's just a bad situation regardless of how you look at it. So that is truly what happens. Over the past few years, I have heard many couples say, that they have settled for less in their marriage or current relationships. Now, to have someone tell you something like this is truly sad. And the reason I say that is because most people who have told me this are either depressed, they're bad, they feel bad about their marriages, they're not happy with their relationships, and they don't feel like there's a way out. They don't think that there's anything that they can do to change it or fix it. They just say, well, I just settled for less, and this is pretty much what it is, and I'm stuck. That's pretty much how it is. And it's really sad because you can see regret in their eyes as they wonder like what their life could have been if they had either married someone else or if they had maybe changed the course of their life. I mean, I've had people actually say to me, maybe my life would have been better if I had not married him. Or I've heard, I should have waited to get married. Maybe things would have been different. Each time I heard this comment, it just made me feel uncomfortable and sad. Now, I was uncomfortable, not because I was judging them and looking down on them. That wasn't it. I was uncomfortable because by nature, I'm a fixer. And this was something I could not fix. I wanted to help, but there was nothing I could do to help them in this situation because it didn't involve me. There was nothing I could have done or said that could have helped or even fixed the situation. So that's why I was uncomfortable. But then I was sad because it was a feeling of hopelessness, like, oh my goodness, I'm just stuck. There's nothing I can do. Nothing's ever going to change. And it was just a sad feeling because you could see the desperation and sadness and regret in their eyes. Now, I think it's important to say that at one time or another, all of us have settled for something. I know for once that I, can, I was able to identify with them because I know for one thing, that there are times in my life that I've settled for less. And whether it was the guy I dated when I was dating, when I was dating, or if it was settling for something in my marriage or at work or in my personal life, I just like them had settled for something less than what I thought I deserved. Now before I go any further, let me just say that I did not settle in my marriage. I do love my husband. I loved him then and I love him now. And I do feel that God has put us together. And I'm blessed to be his wife and blessed to have him as my husband. However, with that being said, I have to admit that I have settled for less in some areas of my marriage. Like, for example, I love the idea of date nights. I love them. I would do date nights like every single day if I could. But, you know, that's not feasible, so we don't do that. And I think that date nights are very important. And I think it's important to have date nights to keep marriages alive and thriving. However, my husband, on the other hand, does not feel this way. He does not think date nights are important. And 
Whenever you mention it to him, if you say, hey, let's do a date night, he immediately shoots it down. He doesn't want to do it. So I found myself not mentioning date nights to him or even talking about it because I felt like, you know how it is. It's like, what's the point? He's not going to want to do it anyway. Why am I wasting my time? So just between us, there have been times when I tried to get my husband to do a date night, but he refused to do it. So out of frustration, I just do something fun with the kids anyway. But then one day I was like, what am I doing? Why am I settling for this? So then I decided to just do something different. So instead of asking my husband, hey, do you want to go out on a date night? Because we all know, as I told you, he was going to say, no, don't want to do it. So I just said, why am I even asking him if he wants to do a date night? He doesn't. So let's not go there. So instead of asking him if he wanted to do a date night, I just said something like, hey, what are you doing Saturday night? And he was like, well, I'm not doing anything. And then I said, great, let's go out to eat or something. And to my surprise, he agreed to that. He was like, okay. Now, maybe it's because it's the way I asked it. Maybe he didn't feel like I was trying to throw a date night on him, even though I was, and I just reframed the idea. But maybe it's because I just didn't go in with, come on, let's do a date night. And then usually it would be like, please, come on, let's just do one or whatever. There was no begging. There was no please. There was none of that. It was just like, hey, I want to hang out. And he was fine with that. So he agreed to do that. Unfortunately, though, we couldn't do it because our youngest daughter got sick. So we ended up having to reschedule that night out. But that whole success of that ask or whatever let me know that I didn't have to give up on having a date night. And I didn't have to settle for not ever going out or doing stuff. I just had to change how I said it and expect more. Instead of expecting a no I should have expected a yes, but I had gotten to the point where I just so beat down about asking about this, I just didn't even want to do it. So when he said yes, it let me know that I don't have to settle for this. If I want to do a date night, I can ask him, let's go out or something, and we should be able to do it. So that just let me know that he was open to the idea. I just had to ask him a different way. And, you know, it was good. And it just made me think about all the times in our lives and in our marriages and relationships that we've settled when we shouldn't have settled like if you like to do things with your husband you shouldn't settle for the fact that he doesn't want to do it if you like birthday gifts and he doesn't think it's important and you shouldn't and he doesn't give birthday gifts you shouldn't settle for not getting a birthday gift if it's valentine's day and you think you should get a valentine's day card you shouldn't settle for not getting a valentine's day card because these things are important to you and so what i want to talk about right now so it's just like i realize i don't have to settle for things and I want you to realize you do not have to settle for things either now even though there have been times in the past maybe even yesterday or so that we've settled for less in our relationship or marriage today is a new day we no longer have to do that so with that being said we are going to talk right now about what we need to do and listen to some tips about not settling in our marriage or our relationships now even though we've done it previously and in the past each day is a new day and today Right now, we no longer have to settle. So here are some tips for not settling for less in your marriage. The first tip is gain awareness. Now be aware of your needs and your wants. And know that what you're asking is a feasible request. Now sometimes we ask crazy things or we expect ridiculous things. But if it's something that should be, that easily can be done, we should say, okay, this is important. 
and we just gain awareness of what we need in our marriage or relationships. So that's one, gain awareness. Number two, know your values and your needs and be specific. Now, I know with me, sometimes I have not gotten what I wanted because I was not specific. I'm the kind of person that's like, I like to kind of lead people to come to a conclusion instead of just saying, hey, I need this. Or, hey, can we do this? Instead of like, hey, do you want to try to do this? Or do you want to try that? Instead of just being honest and be like, hey, let's do this. So that is what is important is to know your values and your needs and be specific. And I think the second time I asked my husband about a date night, without mentioning the date night part, I was able to get it because I was specific. I was like, hey, let's hang out on whatever night. And that was it. And he was fine with that. So know your values and your needs and be specific. Number three, be assertive about what you need instead of begging or nagging. Now, sometimes we have to admit we're not always assertive. We don't always give facts and tell how things made us feel and what we need. We'll, we'll nag about something like, hey, could you please take out the trash? Then we say it's not done. We'll be like, hey, you going to take out the trash? Or can you take out the trash? And you know, or we'll nag. Or we don't nag. We'll beg like, please, could you do this? Please, come on. Please, please. And that does not work, okay? <laughs> it does not work. So instead of nagging or begging, we need to be assertive about what we need and not nag or beg. Because that clearly does not work. Number four, don't just make empty threats or promises. This never works for any reason, so do not do it. Number five, connect with like-minded individuals. And that's me, like, connect with people who think like you, people who want more, who want to do more. Know your red flags. And that just means that know what it is that lets you know that this person is not being honest with you or this person is not being truthful so that you can address those situations as they happen. And then find other people to meet your needs and not just one person. Now, I'm not saying find other, like if you're a guy, don't find another woman to meet your needs. I'm not saying anything like that. Women, I'm not saying go date another man to find your other need to meet your needs. <laughs> if your husband don't want to go to the movies. No, I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying though is, let's say you like yoga. And your husband does not. So instead of getting mad at him for not wanting to go yoga with you, then find a female friend or a male friend. If you're a guy, find a male friend. If you're a female friend, find a female friend. You know, somebody who you can hang out with and do yoga. Or if you want to go to the movies and your husband doesn't want to watch a girl movie or whatever, then find one of your friends and go watch a movie with her. You know, a female friend and find a watch the movie with her. What I'm saying is, don't expect your husband to be your one and all or your everything. And guys, don't expect your wife to be your one and all and your everything. We need to have friends and people outside of our marriages who we can do things with. And I will always recommend, if you're a guy, you should have male friends that you can do things with. Go hang out with, you know, just hang out with. And women, I always encourage you to have female friends that you can hang out and do things with. That way, your husband's not, or your wife, or your spouse is not being forced to do things that they typically don't like to do because you have someone else to do things with. And it takes the stress off of them because, and I think it makes them better partners for you because you have a life outside of them and you can do things and you can have fun. And you can just be you and not depend on them to be your everything. So hopefully these tips work and I hope that they'll help you to get out of the habit of settling for less in your marriage or your relationship. Now don't be disappointed if things do not change immediately. It change takes time. 
And it took a long time for you to get to this situation where you settled. So it's going to take some time for you to get out of it. However, change will come. So just continue to work on these ways and not to settle in your marriage and how to get out of settling in your marriage. Now, I'm glad that we had this conversation because I also need to hear this just as much as you did. Because I think that um, as we get older and as we do things, sometimes we do settle. And it's time for us to realize in 2019, we don't have to settle for this. And when I say this, I am not saying something. I'm not saying, I guess what I should say is that I'm talk. this whole conversation is meant for people who are in a relationship where they've settled for like certain things. Like for me, settling for less as far as not doing date nights. Or maybe it could be for you, settling for less could be something like your husband doesn't give you Valentine's cards or something like that. Or you're not being treated the way you feel that you deserve to be treated or the way you need to be treated. That's what I'm talking about, settling for less. Now, I'm not talking about people who are in crisis situations. So if you are in a crisis situation, I just wanted to say that these suggestions that I've made are for couples who are not in a serious marriage crisis. And... They want to get more out of their marriage. However, if your marriage is in danger or in trouble, I would suggest that you enlist the help of a marriage counselor to help you navigate through this crisis. Now, the song that we are going to listen to today is called Anybody. And this song talks about a person who realizes that she is settling for less and who is wants to do something to change it. So here's the song, Could Have Been Anybody. Don't know why I am with I love you. I just don't want to be 
that represents all of the songs here on Music and Vibes. All of the songs that you hear are copyrighted and they're written by me, Kiana W. Mitchell. So if you would like to learn more about Anique Music, just go to musicandvibes.com and you can learn more about Anique Music. Guys, continue to share the podcast with your friends and your family. I have seen a huge increase in the amount of listeners. So continue to do that. And I just want to say thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. I also want to let you know that um, if you guys want to talk to me throughout the week, I can always be reached at the Music and Vibes Facebook page. And the handle for that is at the Music and Vibes Podcast. Once again, that's at the Music and Vibes Podcast. And that's our Facebook page. You can just shoot me a message um, through Messenger or you can just leave a comment. And I promise you, I will definitely answer and respond. Okay, well, I think that's all I have to say. No, it's not. I also want to encourage you guys to continue to go to um, the podcast on Apple or on iTunes and to leave a review. And I tell you this because the more reviews you leave, the more people can find us. And as I always say, the more the merrier. So just go to iTunes, leave me a review. And if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, which I hope you have already, you can do it then. So go to iTunes, find Music in Fives, leave me a review, and also subscribe to the podcast. And I think that is officially all I have to say for now. So guys, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend time with me. I really had a blast, and I can't wait to do it again next week. So until we meet again next week, 
Remember that you have value and that you don't have to settle for less in your relationships or in your marriage. All right. Bye-bye for now. I hope that you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you later. My love for you, it will never end. I ain't going nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. Told you before.